I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 446 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have got an inspirational guest for you guys today. Retired United States Marine Johnny Joey Jones joins me on the podcast. Triple J is a hero who suffered a devastating injury while he was on a combat deployment in Afghanistan that would end up costing him both of his legs. At the time, he was serving as an EOD bomb technician or explosive ordnance disposal technician. The IED incident resulted in the loss of both of his legs above the knee, as well as some severe damage to both of his wrists and his right forearm. The injury, however, did not slow Johnny Joey Jones down one bit. Since the injury, he has been kicking ass and taking names, and he has been improving the lives of countless veterans. If you just go check out his Instagram, you can see how he's been getting after it. You can catch him on Fox News as a contributor, and I am honored and grateful to have a few minutes with him here on the podcast today. Johnny Joey Jones will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Triple J was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between myself and Johnny Joey Jones, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and if you guys enjoy my Military Dad episodes, which are just my favorite episodes to do, there is a treasure trove of content available for you to listen to. Some of the other U.S. Marines I've had on the podcast here include Medal of Honor recipient Dakota Meyer, as well as Navy Cross recipient Brian Chantosh. If you guys are interested in Navy SEALs, I've had Jocko Willink, Andy Stump, Marcus Luttrell, and about 60 other frogmen on First Class Fatherhood. I've also had Black Hawk Down pilots such as Mike Durant, Army Rangers like Sean Parnell, and just so many other guys. They're all available here for you guys to listen to in the archives of the podcast. And make sure you guys are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for some incredible upcoming guest announcements. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate me and review me over there on Apple or Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to the podcast. That always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Johnny Joey Jones. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, if we learned anything this last year, it's that building health and immunity is more important than ever, and that all begins with what you put on your plate. Bell Campo is on a mission to revolutionize the meat industry for the well-being of people, the planet, and animals by farming meat the right way with certified humane, regenerative, and climate-positive practices, which means it's better for you, the planet, and the animals. That's a trifecta that I'm proud to be a part of, and right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can have Belcampo sustainably raised meats delivered right to your door using my promo code FATHERHOOD at belcampo.com forward slash fatherhood and get 20% off your first order. Go visit belcampo.com forward slash fatherhood, use the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout, and save 20% off your first order at Belcampo. Joining me now, First Class Father, Johnny Joey Jones. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks for having me on. I don't know if I'm first class, but I'm, I'm honored to be here and I love being a dad. Well, it's an honor for me to have you. Thank you for your service. And let's start just like this. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Yeah, I've got two kids. I've got an 11-year-old son. Uh, people tell me two things. They say he's real cute. And they say he looks just like me. So I always take that one to heart. And, uh, and I have an uh, 18, 19-month-old daughter that's just really got me wrapped around her finger right now. 
Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I got my girl on the fourth try. We got three boys, and then uh, the fourth oh, wow. was a girl. Yeah, if we didn't get her on four, we'd have five by now. But we got <laughs> her, and she runs the show over here now. So what what kind of sports or activities is your son into? Yeah, you know, my son and I, um, just through the pandemic, there's a shooting range about 20 minutes from us. And I'm big into hunting. I host a hunting show. I've always been into guns, but I've never pushed any of my stuff onto him. He's always been in the baseball band, and he's kind of a nerdy kid. And I love the fact that he's just naturally well-rounded. But baseball went away this year. And so to fill that gap, he, he asked me to take him to the shotgun range. And, man, he just is so good with skeet and trap that he, he was taking, if you know anything about guns, a 410 is a much smaller size gun than a 12-gauge. So the smaller the bullet, the harder it is to hit what you're shooting at. And he outshoots me with a 410, and I'm shooting my 12-gauge. He just has really... He loves it. So my son and I do the shooting together and we go to baseball games together. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Um, and if you could hear Joey, please just take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, just real quick. I'm from North Georgia and I'm a country boy. If you can't hear it, my voice, I served in the Marine Corps for eight years. And during that time I became an EOD tech or a bomb tech. And in 2010, I stepped on an IED in Afghanistan after deploying to Iraq in 07 so I uh, lost my legs above the knee, and the rest, as they say, is history. When I got back and recovered, I uh, how I got my son is kind of a story in and of itself. And uh, so when I, when I came back from war, I had no legs, a brand new son, and a girlfriend that would become my wife. So life changed quick, but it was honestly, it was all for the better. And uh, so now I'm a Fox News contributor and host, and uh, I'm passionate about politics, but more than anything, I'm just passionate about this country. Yeah, very well said. And again, uh, thank you for your service and your sacrifice. It's 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 amazing. I always people always ask me uh, when I have these big guests on my show. They say, "Who's the favorite guest that you have on?" And it's always the military guys that I have on the show. It's always got a special place in my heart, and I really admire what you guys do and what you stand for. So, and and now I always like to ask the dads how becoming a father changed your perspective. You got a unique story with this. So, um, uh, along your journey, how did become? How how old were you then when you became a dad? And then how did becoming a father change your perspective on life? Yeah, you know, this is um, in conservative politics. Sometimes people, you know, kind of clutch their pearls when I tell this. But I have to be honest and tell the truth. And so my son was a result of what you would call a, a one night stand. You know, I was living in Florida about eight hours from my hometown. A young lady from my hometown that I knew but didn't know. I ran into her in Florida and we had a good weekend together. And Halloween weekend had fun. And uh, and then a year later, Halloween weekend, a year later, she called me and said, hey, I've got a three month old son and, and you're the dad. And I was preparing to go on a deployment uh, as a bomb tech. I had sought a deployment because I had no responsibilities. And, you know, I, the best thing I can the best way I can explain it is I just went into get stuff done mode. Like I had to change his name. I had to make sure that he would be taken care of if something happened to me. I had to make sure she was getting the child support she needed to take care of him and make sure that I had custody. And so I flew home and did all those things at once. I took her with me. We've been friends ever since, you know, neither one of us like how it started, but it just really was a blessing. And, and um, really what my son gave me was a reason to want to be alive and survive that deployment and then live through losing my legs. Yeah. Incredible. And, and Joey, I talk on the show all the time here that we, we got a real fatherless crisis going on in our country where too many kids are growing up and they don't have that father or father figure. And I don't, I don't host a, a marriage show here. I'm not a marriage counselor. I focus on just 
just the fatherhood aspect, you know, and it's like Michael Irvin last year down at the Super Bowl said, you know what, sometimes you got to get a divorce or a separation from your wife or your woman, but you never, never divorce or separate from the kid. That's right. and I think That's right. I think it's awesome, you know, uh, in the relationship that you do have now. Were you, what would you say are, are, are the top values that you're hoping to instill in your kids growing up? Yeah, you know, I just I think I just have a couple of anecdotes that, that make a lot of sense to me. And, and the most important thing is I always want to give my son the best in me. You know, and if that's just a piece of him, then that means he's doing all right. Um, the next thing I'll say is someone else gave me this advice and it makes all the sense in the world. And I teach these things to my son. And that's that a good dad has his kids in his life, but a great dad is in his kids' lives. So when I'll get frustrated about my son playing video games rather than just getting on to him about it, I go up and I play one with him. And I say, oh, yeah, that is cool. How about we go do this now? And I try to just teach him patience from the time he was able to understand words he never got gotten on to without an explanation of, hey, this is why this is not right. And I don't know if I just got lucky with him or some of these things work. But the most important thing for me with my son is to be confident and empathetic, uh, to have confidence in himself and to have empathy for others. And those are the two things that no matter what the lesson is to be learned, those are the two I try to make sure we hit on. Yeah, good stuff. And you mentioned there, too, that your son doing the shooting with the guns right now. Uh, gun sales have skyrocketed. Yeah. Applications for guns have skyrocketed this last year. Pandemic, election cycle, whatever it may be. Whatever the reason is, more people are owning guns now. <laughs> I, I'm a guy that never grew up around guns, never fired guns. In fact, I had a Navy SEAL on here that invited me to come shooting. And it was the first <laughs> time I ever really shot a gun. It was pretty intense for me. But what, what I want to ask you is, we have these guys. One of the things for me is having a gun in the house when you have children. And you're not a guy like yourself, a Marine or, or an ex-military officer. What kind of advice do you have for the dad out there uh, that is get, that is one of these guys that went out, got a gun permit, purchasing a handgun because he wants protect, to protect his family, but he's really not familiar with the gun and he's got kids in his house. What kind of advice do you give that dad on how to do this, how to go about learning what to do and, and be safe about it? Yeah, you, know, you got a stove, right? You got kitchen utensils, you got knives, you've got a vehicle, uh, you've got steps, you've got a pool. There are dangers everywhere you turn respect a gun is the same thing. And so the biggest problem with gun ownership, in my opinion, isn't how deadly the gun is, it's how careless the person is. And that's the difference, right? And so if you own a gun, I don't care if there's no one in your home, there's a responsibility that comes with it. If that means locking it up, ensuring it's unloaded, and putting it in a place that only you know how to get to it, those are important things. And it's something that every gun owner should take uh should take, uh, not take lightly. And when you have your kids around, if you do those things already, adding your kid to the situation is no big deal. The second thing I'll tell you is before my gun ever held, before my child ever held a gun, he learned to respect the awesome power of a gun. We have weapon safety rules that before he touches a gun, he has a recite to me. And now he has a shotgun in his room and I trust him. I don't think twice about it. Now the ammunition's in, in my uh, locker, but he has a shotgun in his room and that's on purpose. And that's so he understands that with, responsi with responsibility comes power and opportunity. And, and by letting him keep his 410 shotgun over his bed in his room, then he knows that he has shown that responsibility and he takes it more seriously. Um, and so for me, the advice is, you know how you live your life. You know how you mitigate dangers. Treat the gun the same way and, and, and there's not a problem there. Yeah, great stuff. And how old was, was your son then when you first allowed him to, to fire a weapon? What's a, what's a good age to start introducing kids? I mean, I'm obviously different when you, when you have a yeah. Marine dad, but I'm saying, what is a, a good, safe age to start introducing kids, how to fire a weapon, clean a weapon, the whole bit? 
you know, you know your kid better than I do. My daughter is 18 months old and she surprises me every single day with things she's learned that I did not teach her, that she observed. And so it's never too early if you're going to be a gun owner to talk to your kids about guns and how to treat them responsibly. And then for me with my son, I think I have a video of him sitting in my lap, you know, at two or three years old, shooting a cricket rifle, which is a single shot 22 at Coke cans. Now, he didn't hold guns regularly and, and become a part of his life regularly and probably until he's nine or 10 years old, because for me, it was all about him wanting to and him asking questions and showing the interest himself. I, I didn't want to push it on him or make it a chore or something he wouldn't enjoy because then he might get careless and then he might not respect it. And so for my son, you know, at about nine years old, once his body came big enough that he could handle a gun, he's had the opportunity to come with me and learn and he's done it. And now at 11 years old, and, you know, everybody says this, but I, my son's a brilliant kid. You know, the school can't keep up with how fast he learns. And so 11's good for me. 13 might be good for my daughter. Uh, you know, I was 15 before guns were part of my life because I'm a slow learner. But whenever your child starts to show responsibility and show that they understand the concept and will hold to it, that's when I think it's time, if that's what's going to be a part of your family's activities, that's you bring it in with that notion of responsibility. If he can do his homework, if he can keep his shoes clean, if he can keep his room clean, if he can keep up with an eye watch, you know, his mom told me three or four years ago, she bought him a, a phone and it's like, well, if you can keep up with an iPhone, then you can have the responsibility of this gun. So let's start integrating that lesson in there. And, uh, and that's how I handled it with my children. Yeah. Well, so yeah, it, it's funny how different all of them are. Like some of them, like yeah. I watched them doing the dishes and I'm like, this kid's going to drive a car someday. <laughs> like I got to do exactly. a good job here. Like, you know, but, uh, and, yeah. and then switching gears now to your daughter, I think she's 18 months. What, what, what's your, um, your bedtime routine look like with her? Are you a, a storyteller, <laughs> a book reader, a lullaby guy? How does your bedtime routine look with her? All right, dads, my pillow has got so much more to offer than just the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. But don't just take my word for it. Here's my wife to tell you her favorite product from my pillow. Honey, what is it? Well, I love all the my pillow products, from the robe to the towels. But my absolute favorite, hands down product, is the my pillow mattress topper on our king size bed. I have the best sleep since owning that topper. It's like sleeping at a spa resort, and I can't wait to sleep on it tonight. And I look forward to seeing you there tonight. And let me tell you something right now, guys. Happy wife, happy life. And this mattress topper has been a game changer for me. That's a guarantee. And speaking of guarantees, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? First Class Fatherhood listeners can now save up to 66% off. That's right, up to 66% off your order using my promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD to save up to 66% off or use the 800 number. That's 1-800-875-0219, 1-800-875-0219, and your savings will be applied instantly. Visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD, and save up to 66% off your order at MyPillow. Uh, and, yeah. and then switching gears now to your daughter, I think you said 18 months. What, what, what's your, um, your bedtime routine look like with her? Are you a, a storyteller, <laughs> a book reader, a lullaby guy? How does your bedtime routine look with her? We read books all day long. It's literally her favorite thing to do. And so at bedtime, it's not going to capture her attention because she's bringing me books all day. I work from home. My wife works from home. Our hours are a little bit funny. She doesn't have to get up till 10 and she doesn't have to go to sleep till 10. So 
once school starts, we're going to regret that. So we have to get back into the swing of things. But that's what's conducive for our life, and it keeps her a full night's sleep. I will tell you, i got to brag on my wife. My daughter has slept through the night since she was four months old. Um, and it's really amazing what, what my wife's able to do. So as a dad, and for the dads that watch this, you know, we're, we're playing second fiddle most of the time. Anyway, so our job is to reinforce those things that the, that the mom just gets right and you don't know how. But when it comes to be ready for bedtime, uh, with, with my daughter, it's a Disney movie. Um, it's a way to connect. We don't do a whole lot of screen time. And when we do do screen time, we want it to be a family event for as long as we can. I mean, she's going to get old enough and want to play video games and just can't tackle that head on. You, you got to have some leeway. And so for now, you know, we, we enjoyed the whole Disney, the, the lessons you learn from Fox and the Hound. And even though they may kind of censor some of this stuff out moving forward, there are really good lessons in these older movies that teach you life isn't easy and it isn't fair, but there's joy and family and love and and even in dark moments, bright things can shine. And so those are the kind of movies. And that's normally what we do is we lay down in the bed and watch a movie until she's sleepy and then put her in her bed. Yeah, and what, that's one of the biggest advantages I think we have now as opposed to years ago where we can just watch whatever we want on demand. It's not yeah. just whatever's on TV or whatever VC, uh, you know, VHS tape you have. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, like my kids, I can share with them G.I. Joe, uh, Thundercats, uh, whatever it is. I, I can get them mm-hmm. to watch anything that I used to watch growing up. So I think we definitely benefit from that uh, 100%. And, and, and screen time, th- that's been an issue now. We, we seem to have had a little bit of a handle on it before the pandemic. And now it's just it's gotten out of control with everything. But um, I, how about as far as discipline goes, especially with, now with your son? What type of disciplinarian are you as a father? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? You know, my dad was I tell people all the time. My dad was a Marine that never had to go to boot camp. He just had the personality. He was a brick and block mason. He was up before the sun, worked as long as he could, and then worked when he got home for work the next day. It's just who he was. And so I think I got a lot from him. I, if you ever see me on TV, I refer to things my dad said all the time. And, and the truth is, my grandfather, my dad, and my two uncles, we all lived with inside of each other. And half of these things I come up with might have been my papa or my uncle Jeff, but they were all father figures to me. And so I really got the best of all worlds. And anywhere my dad fell short, it seemed like one of the others were there to, 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 to fill that gap. And so with my son, what's difficult for me is financially, uh, educationally, I am so much different than the way I was raised. I'm the first person in my lineage to finish high school and walk across the stage to go to college or to enlist in the military voluntarily. So, so much about my life is different that I worry sometimes like, you know, my upbringing was rough, but it obviously worked. It's why I got through losing my legs is my son getting that. And so I think with my son, I see so much of myself in him. I'm always having to rethink, like, am I being too hard? Am I asking too much? Am I pushing too hard? Because it's like I'm pushing myself. Whereas with my daughter, it's like, okay, well, am I spoiling her too much? Am I doing too much for her? And there's an age difference, but I also think the gender difference matters too, because I don't identify with her. I identify as her protector. But with him, I identify as his teacher. And so I'm always having to remind myself I need a softer touch with my son and probably a sterner touch with my daughter so that they both get those tools. And and for me, it's just about self-awareness. Like in the moment when I may be making one of those mistakes, I'll always make, can I recognize it and correct it? And if that means a conversation or if it means, you know, next time I'm not as harsh or next time I'm not as much of a pushover. For me, it's all about self-awareness and course correction. Yeah, really good stuff, Joey. Well, one of the things that concerns me a little bit is that I think like 
we, we create these things for our kids. Like they have organized sports at four years old. And it's like, <laughs> we're all, like when we were kids, we played in the neighborhood and we, we picked all teams. We made up the rules or, you know, we, yeah. we, we settled all the fights. There was never any parents, reps and, <laughs> yes, and teachers right. and, and coaches. But uh, I worry sometimes if they're not developing those kind of problem solving skills that we just kind of got on our own, if we're somehow robbing them of that and how that's going to turn out down the line, you know? Hey, listen, I live on a, in a, I live on a private road. There's six houses here. I live on 10, 20 acres. Everybody around me does. There are days where I tell my son to go outside. I lock the door behind him and you go figure it out. You go find something. You know, he's got a cell phone on him. I'm not going to get rid of that. So he can call me if something happens, but go get hurt. You know, like go get hurt. And, uh, and I'll give him some ideas of things to do. And, and, you know, he's, he's wrecked his bicycle and, and, you know, like I want him to go and experience that because that is invaluable. And at the end of the day, we're not going to be there to hold their hands. Now, that doesn't mean I want my son to get hurt, but scrapes and bruises are life lessons at, at their best. And, and you earn scars, you know, and that's what I tell people all the time. You, you earn a scar through an experience. I don't want him to be scarred up, but I want him to have that reminder. Hey, man, if I do this, it's going to hurt. Don't do it again. Or, you know what, man, that was so fun, it was worth the risk, and then we'll talk it out. And so I'm a, I'm a rough-around-the-edges guy in that respect, and it's going to be interesting to see if I can treat my daughter the same way. I don't know, but I, I'm going to try, and I know her mom will be there for it too. Yeah, I'm definitely one that's struggling with that. My daughter is sick. She's my youngest, my only girl, so <laughs> my wife is constantly reminding me, hey, you're a lot tougher on the boys than you are yeah. on her. So she definitely handles the discipline a lot different with my with our daughter than I do. So um, and what, what about as far as you're always on uh, on Fox, you're always on TV. What, how does your does your son have any interest in anything like that in, in, in the broadcast end of it? What does he think about your appearances on TV and all that? You know, I. It's, it's, it's something that we haven't had that face-to-face conversation about, but I see it all the time. He does have my personality. I mean, we are so much alike. And when I tell him, look, man, I went to war twice and lost my legs to have this opportunity because those are the things that mattered, not just being on TV. Like if all I wanted to do was be on TV, I wouldn't have anything valuable to contribute when I went on TV. So go live your life. And if that's where it leads you back to because you're around that and you have some talent for it, that's okay too. But go live your life and do something important to you, not just to other people. And we have had that conversation. But I will say, you know, with my son, I, he he is so smart and so interested. Like I, I picked him up from school the other day. He gets in the truck. He's 11 years old. And he's telling me about GDP and human capital and goods and services. And so I think he's actually interested in government from a, from a more, what you would call a wonky perspective. He wants to know why, which I, I had that too. If you handed me a toy, my mind went straight to understanding how that toy was put together and half the time how it came apart. And he's much the same way on bigger concept things. So I think that what I do for a living is show, is gaining interest in him, but I think it's more along the lines of the meat and potatoes, not the, not the lights and cameras. Yeah, I, I just told my oldest son, hey, dive into this Bitcoin. Find out about it and yeah, back to yeah. me here because I need to know what's going on with that. Uh, well, listen, you, you, you've had a, a, a wild life, a, a successful career here. What kind of goals or plans do you have here for yourself for the future? Yeah, my number one goal is always to provide for my family and providing means putting smiles on their faces too. Everything I do, um, I try to relate back to that, and that allows me to make good decisions and not spend too much time away. But for me, goals are simply to find a challenge and, and learn how to master it. That's what – there is no good school for the TV world, especially when you're coming in as a Marine. And every time I have an opportunity to do something I haven't done before is fun for me. 
And then if I can communicate these, you know, the one thing I'll say is a lot of people on TV go on TV and talk to other people on TV. And they use these buzzwords and turns of phrases that are very much what you call inner beltway. And so my goal is always to think about who's watching and envision my parents or my uncle or my godparents and talk to them. And, uh, and so for me, my goal is to help make that normal in TV again so that when people get their news, they're getting an opportunity to understand it and not an opinion baked into it. Yeah, we definitely need that authenticity, especially when it comes to the media world. Definitely needed right now. So uh, last thing I want to hit you with here, Joey, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast. You may have covered it a little bit. What kind of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Yeah, I wish this were my own. I really do. I'd, I'd make a book out of it. But someone told me this, and it's meant all the world to me. That's a good dad has his kids in his lives, but a great dad is in his kids' lives. And learn to respect and cherish the things that your child is into because that's such a part of their personality. And if you'll help foster that, I think the return is huge. And so you might like football, but if he likes baseball, start watching the Braves, I guess. That's what happened with me. <laughs> yeah, well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Johnny Joey Jones, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. I enjoy it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Johnny Joey Jones for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And make sure you do lock it into that Instagram account. Got some big upcoming guest announcements coming your way at Alec underscore Lace over there. If you enjoyed today's episode with Johnny Joey Jones, you got to go back through the archives and check out my interviews with so many other military dads. Uh, they are the true heroes. I am always grateful when I have a chance to speak to them on the podcast here. They're my favorite episodes to do so hope you enjoyed it as much as i did that's all i got for you guys today i'm alec lace you've been listening to first class fatherhood and please remember guys we are not babysitters we are fathers and we're not just fathers we are first class fathers Tall as a tree.